Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Face to Face. This is a show about change and what's next. It's a show that asks questions and peels back the layers of our average everyday experience and goes beyond scratching the surface. We interview people doing incredible things who are making a difference around the globe. Join me as we listen in and get one step closer to understanding that big ideas shared create collaboration. Collaboration can inspire community and communities create social change. I'm David Peck and this is Face to Face. My next interview is with a guy by the name of uh, Luch Lombardi. He is a teacher, he's a coach, he's a trainer. Um, he's, he's, he's interested in coming alongside people and not just inspiring them, but I think Luch's role is to, to, to truly help a leader, to truly help somebody who's in a position of authority to build their own capacity, to uh, learn how to make quicker decisions, to learn how to make better decisions, to learn how to say no. Um, uh, Luch has been, uh, you know, working uh, along. You know what? You know what he does. Luch listens, and I think that's a really uh, um, important part of not only being a good leader, but actually being able to comment on how to build uh, a stronger team, how to build a stronger nonprofit, how to build a stronger company. So I think you're going to really enjoy this interview. A lot of insight, uh, Luch Lombardi, and I'm going to let you uh, let him tell you a little bit more about what he does. So welcome to Face to Face, and we've got another really interesting guest with us here today, Luciano Lombardi, I think known to some as Luch. Yes. Uh, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. He's a, um, he's a leadership coach. He's a coach trainer, which is kind of interesting. So I, I'm guessing that's sort of training of trainers. Mm -hmm. uh, he's the co-founder of Leadership Coaching Canada and is the director of leadership development and uh, distance education at Master's College and Seminary. So thanks, uh, thanks for joining us, Luch. So, so you've written a book uh, pretty recently called Coaching Changes Everything. Uh, make coaching part of your leadership behavior. So you've written a book for leaders is that right correct yeah uh, for any leader really uh, what I have in mind is anyone that leads an organization uh, a family a uh, a ministry uh, I do a lot of coaching of ministry leaders ministry leaders you mean being like uh, Christian uh, pastors 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 yeah a lot of my clients are, are pastors in leadership 
And by, so by ministry, you don't mean missionary necessarily. You mean um, people working in, uh, would you call it a care, like caregiving fields in yes, a sense? Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Leading congregations and... And you're a former pastor, right? I am, yes, yes. Uh, I, I have not been a full-time pastor for about 14 years, uh, but I've been teaching during that time. And uh, I teach leaders in training. So there are aspects of what I do through my coaching that I apply in my, uh, my classes and with my students as well. So. So, you, so hang on, so you teach leaders in training. So uh, these are... Well, obviously, they're students, but when I think of student, I usually think of a younger person. Mm-hmm. So are we talking about uh, kids out of high school, or are we talking about people who are sort of going, hey, you know what, I want a new lot in life, I've decided I'm no longer going to do X, and I want to do Y, and so they come to you? Is that sort of? Uh, I do both. We, yeah. we interact with both, young adults who are uh, preparing, and uh, mature people who are second career people looking to uh, enter into some kind of ministry, that kind of stuff. So do you think there's a, is there a, is there a quality about a leader? That, I mean, do you meet people at a party or are you introduced to people or do people walk into a restaurant and you go, you know what? Guy's got good leadership qualities. <laughs> or, 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 you know, is, I mean, is there a, I'm, I don't want to say this, but is there, is there, are there templatable qualities? I guess maybe is the question. Well, I guess I guess uh, in terms of what you're asking, the typical person that will connect with me just realizes that they need somebody who's objective, who doesn't know so much about what's what's going on in their life or has any connection with them, but has the ability to help them get to where they want to go. So all my clients really come to that point of need. Um, they will call me. They will email me. Uh, they'll go to my website and fill out a you know uh, an email to me, requesting that uh, hey, can I talk to you? I just have something going on, and wondering if you could help me. So it's certainly my encounters with leaders is at moments where they just need help to get some clarity, and sometimes it has to do with their own self awareness. Sometimes it has to do with them just plotting out a structure or a path to get somewhere. Some of it is gaining some more meaning and understanding in their life. Now, of course, this is different than counseling, right? I'm not Well, a, I was just I'm starting to think about that. That's like it's right. kind of got a counseling-like edge to it almost. That's right. And, and certainly counseling is not what it is. So if, if I were to put coaching in between counseling and mentoring, a counselor will help someone understand their past behavior and figure out what was going on and use uh, therapy and theories, uh, behavioral theories, to help. Uh, A mentor is someone someone seeks out who has a degree of experience and knowledge that the person can glean from. So a coach falls in the middle and says, you know, in light of where you are right now, I'm going to help you get to where you want to be in the future. So coaching is all taking what's happening now and using it to look to the future and see where the person wants to go, what they want to achieve. So you don't get into so you don't get into the mechanics probably then the specifics of say uh, the leader calling you and and saying I'm in a, a situation which by the way I want to ask you about conflict for sure. sure. Uh, maybe more I want to ask you about conflict resolution. But 
you don't go, oh, here, well, here, Bill, or here, Mary, here's what I think you need to do, X, Y. You're a listening ear. Yes. Uh, you're, uh, you, I think you used, you used the word objective. Yes. Dis detached, another way to look at it, I suppose? No, a uh, coach, coach wouldn't be detached. A coach, a coach listens for where the motivation is in the individual. Uh, what we say in the coaching world is um, someone will only move towards what they're motivated to do. So as a coach, uh, we learn to identify and find the motivation that exists in a person. Once we tap into that, then we leverage the motivation to help them figure out what it is that they really want to do. I'll often ask the question of somebody, what is it that you want? What do you want? So coaching isn't advice giving, uh, it's not counseling, it is coming alongside and providing a structure for somebody to just figure out where they want to go. And using coaching techniques that I write about in my book um, are ways of helping a leader do that. So you see leaders at the podium. I saw actually this morning Justin Trudeau mm -hmm. uh, speaking live in Oakville uh, about the, the new infrastructure spend that they're going to do, you know, when mm -hmm. they get elected. Mm -hmm. So, you know, here's the leader, here he's speaking. I was very noticed, uh, you know, in watching him read. You know, he doesn't have a teleprompter, but he's got, he's not just speaking to us as a, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. which is fine. It's mm -hmm. just, you know, you got to be sort of careful in what you say and you want to be practiced and rehearsed. Sure. Um, that's not what really a leader is, right? And, it's, and so I guess... I guess what I'm trying to get to, Luch, is is the messiness of leadership. Mm -hmm. What what was going on in the bus, mm -hmm. the Trudeau real change bus, as they were driving in? Was he shouting at people? Right? right. Was he was he nervous? Was he upset? You know. Right. And I'm not asking you to spill the beans on any of your clients, or, but I guess it's pretty complicated. I mean, it's difficult to lead. I think in some respects, isn't it? And 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 mm -hmm. I I guess I'm getting. I'm, I'm trying to. Hmm. I guess I'm asking you about the just maybe the paradox and the messiness of life, frankly, never mind leadership. I mean, sure. we're, we're all dealing with it on some level, I suppose. Sure. Leadership is, is not easy. So if I were to take all my clients and identify what it is that they are struggling with, it's related to the weight of the responsibility of leadership on them that actually causes them to look at things negatively especially if there's some challenges or crises that's surrounding them. So what I do as a coach is I listen, and then I take their thoughts and I project them from a positive perspective. Right. Because we don't tend to allow ourselves the opportunity to turn something that we are experiencing negatively and look at it positively. It's, it's, it's a difficult thing to do because we are swimming in our own lives and we need somebody who's kind of looking in from the outside to bring us that objectivity can, right but luch can't that be a coworker? can't it be a friend can't it be a wife or i mean or yeah. or are we t and i mean i think this is where uh you know i say i use the word i think in, in, uh, detached in, uh, earlier right. uh, i almost used the word disinterested but that's not fair either as right. a coach because uh, clearly you've got to show not just a um, uh, a faux interest. You really do have to be interested as a. Co I mean, you are in fact 
the journeyman to the apprentice in a way, mm-hmm. in a way. I mm-hmm. mean, maybe that's not quite the right metaphor, but mm-hmm. but you're coming alongside somebody. Absolutely. And this, you, you know, you've talked about listening several times, and it's something yes. I definitely want to think about. But I guess, I guess, I guess, my question is: Do do high stressed, high pressured uh, leaders need a, a coach like you, somebody on the outside who can go, hang on a minute there? This is what's really going on, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. um, because you bring this, uh, you know, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. objective uh, outlook. Yeah, uh, absent. I mean, part of the challenge of as much as the people around you in your life that love you can help you, the reality is is that they are subjectively involved in your in your life, right? And there's emotions that are attached to that, and sometimes it's very hard to actually offer that kind of perspective or get that kind of perspective from a loved one. Someone who's not emotionally involved, who's not attached in that way, has an opportunity to be more objective, um, not so uh, overwhelmed by the circumstances, and can offer a different point of view. That's why sometimes you're right. A co-worker could fulfill that Mm -hmm. to give somebody a, a different perspective. Um, and absolutely, and I think I think that's why the book I wrote I wrote so that it could get in the hands of anybody, and they could extrapolate the skills there, which are common to every coach coach or any coaching organization, and implement it into their lives, their relationships. What, what, I, what I find interesting about your book, so on the back here, I'm just going to read the blurb. Are there goals and dreams that you have yet to reach? Want to see those around you find their purpose and direction? Is your workplace in need of a positive and collaborative environment? This book will demonstrate how to use coaching to achieve all this and more. Mm-hmm. You're talking to the coaches, right? Or are you actually talking to the leader of the org now? Or are you talking to those people in the org that are going to come alongside that leader? Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm, I'm, or I'm maybe you're talking to both. I'm talking to both. Yeah. 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 yeah I am. Absolutely. I think that coaching and the skills can come in at any level in an organization, not just from the top down, but certainly within the uh, uh, participants in that organization. Anyone who understands a coaching perspective can actually do what I say here. They can change their context. They can uh, go from go from being uh, antagonizers to being supportive people that connect with those around them. Uh, Imagine, uh, in the book I say, you know, imagine your organization where everyone is believing in what the other does and is able to listen and coach each other to their common goals, to their shared initiatives, and so create this satisfying environment where people kind of push each other together um, and support each other that way. I think, I think it's possible. I've seen organizations do this as they implement uh, coaching into their organization. There's a whole chapter in there on how um, an organization that I've been a part of has brought coaching into the mix of its training hmm. and awareness, and it has literally changed the environment. How, how, how different <coughs> is coaching and mentoring are they are they similar? Well, see, our our argument at Leadership Coaching Canada is that in order to be a good mentor, you have to be a good coach. 
In other words, you need to learn how to listen to people right. before you open right. your mouth and you right. offer advice. Part of, part of the problem of a lot of leaders is this, is that people come and a leader thinks that, well, I will give them the piece of advice that will change their life, right? That will solve their issue. And the reality is, is that 99% of the time, nobody takes our advice. And the reason they don't take our advice, especially unsolicited advice, right, right. is because we don't understand what's going on in that person's life. The expert of a person's life is the person themselves. So how can I assume that my wisdom and deep knowledge, unsolicited, unsolicitedly given, is going to change that person? That person's going to look for what they need. And so... Coaching just says, why don't you start the conversation there? Right. Why don't you find out what the person needs first and then help them find the knowledge, the wisdom, the individual that can help them with that rather than thinking that we're actually helping people by our wisdom and advice when really they're walking away and saying, I'm not going to do that. On some level, do you think we all need a coach? Well, obviously. I mean, we all need friends. We yes. all need friends. Yes. Most of us need counseling, frankly. Yes. You know? Yes. Uh, and I've got the, the invoices to prove that I've done that, you know, just those of you out there in radio land. <laughs> um, so there is no harm and shame. In fact, sometimes I think counselors are just um, paid for friends. I mean, you're, you're paying somebody to listen to you in a way mm -hmm. that's not critical and not judgmental and so on. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I just, I wonder, do we, do we all need a little bit more of that in our life? I think, I think everyone can use a coach. I think a lot of people have coaches. They just don't realize they mm, are doing interesting. that. Interesting. Good. Yeah, yeah, that's um, probably true. Yeah. The, uh, one of the gurus of the coaching discipline from the 80s, uh, John Whitmore, um, he, when he was training people to do coaching, he realized that the female uh, population uh, instinctively did coaching. Uh, and got the principle a lot more than the male counterparts do. Um, and realizing that there are some things that people do for others that is coaching. They just don't know that that's actually what they're doing. They're just trying to be supportive and objective and help their friend. So I, I guess what we're trying to do through Leadership Coaching Canada and what I'm trying to do through the book is put something into the hands of people that can quantify and clarify that what they're actually doing is coaching and then bring a structure to them that can help them be more consistent in doing that for each other. And I think that uh, it bodes well for anyone that just really wants to um, help those around them in a way that um, isn't the advice giving or the telling, but really just helping empower another person take the right steps in their life or the steps that they feel they need to take. Uh, Luch Lombardi talking about his book, Coaching Changes Everything. Luch is the co-founder of Leadership Coaching Canada. He's the director of leadership development and distance education at Master's College and Seminary. Check him out online and look for his book at, I think, probably reputable bookstores everywhere. Um, this book uh, right now is uh, in a few bookstores around the area. Yeah. Okay. And uh, slowly making its yeah, way in. Yeah, slowly making its way in. Uh, we use it through Leadership Coaching Canada. Oh, okay. They can go to my website, CoachLombardi.ca, uh, and grab it there as well. Um, so yes, they can they can get a hold of it. So what 
what makes a good leader? Donald Trump? Is that the first thing that comes to your mind, Luch? <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, okay, Trump. I just, I'm blown away. You know, I'm, I, I kind of get the, the, the reason why I think mm. people are drawn to him uh, on some level, but on another level, it's just, it's utterly, utterly mind-boggling, uh, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I, uh, coaching takes on anyone who learns how to coach will bring their personality to it. And I think that uh, some of business coaching that's out there is very directive. Um, and it's more along the consulting side, right? So uh, that someone does want somebody to tell them what to do. And there's ways of being uh, directive in your coaching that still allows that person to make some choices based on their own experience. Um, I, uh, the way I was trained in terms of the skills is to actually help that person find their own directive. What, tap into their own knowledge, tap into their, I, I always say the person who has the most knowledge in a coaching uh, conversation is the person being coached. Right. They're the expert on their life. Right. I'm not. They're thick into the middle of what's going on. I'm not. Well, so in a sense, you're just shining light in the darkness, for instance. Exactly, exactly. And like I said, we tend to swim. I mean, you've done some writing. I've done some writing. And sometimes our editors tell us that, hey, you need a few sentences in here because you're immersed in the information you're writing about, but your reader isn't. So you've got to give some links for your reader so that your reader doesn't get lost, right? right. Well, a coach does that in a conversation, right? A coach helps somebody realize, well, hey, there's some other angles here that you can look at too that expand this and maybe, like you say, shine the light on this better so that there's more understanding. Do you think there's a sense that leaders of the, uh, you know, let's get, let's get, let's become a couple of old nostalgic farts here now and assume that, you know, okay, the big leaders of the day whoever they were, right? right? Uh, Napoleon comes to mind. Don't ask me why. But let's go with Napoleon. Right. Let's go with Alexander the Great, you know, some big names, you know, from uh, history. Did they have coaches or did they just have really sharp swords? I, I have no idea. <laughs> I think like, I guess I just wonder, you know, uh, is this something that uh, humanity... <laughs> The history of you know the human being have we needed this and just kind of started to realize that in the right. last 10 15 20 30 years that wow good leaders do actually benefit from from from, from I, good I think mentors, I or think good coaches I think it's a, it's the dilemma of the of of the post-industrial revolution hmm. uh, in in our society where people have now become alone um, the loneliness of people so a lot of people don't have the structures of relationships in their life to have someone who can be objective like this. And ironically, we're in a period of time of history where people will pay for someone to be the kind of friend and supporter that um, maybe 100 years ago people naturally had in their family unit, right? In their community, in their uh, village, right? Um, well, so I think the reason, you know, you, you mentioned community and village, Luch. I think the reason I asked it, and I'd love you to go off on, uh, on this a little bit, is sometimes I wonder if we nostalgize that notion of community and village mm. from several hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and and then when especially when we like to talk about you know well you know we're we're a digital culture or we become so you know you walk down a, a young street and everybody's looking down at their device you know nobody actually interacts anymore right. um, I, I, I think that's true but sometimes I just wonder and I, it sounds to me like you're sort of saying that it it, it is the case and that's part of the reason why. Um, something like this uh, is, a, is is necessary, is, is helpful. As, as connected as we are in our culture, I truly believe, from what I experience with leaders, is that our culture has made us feel isolated and alone. And people are afraid of uh, sharing uh, what they're going through with others because... You know, should a leader be that weak? Should a leader not really know what they should be doing? Should a you know all these expectations of what a leader should be, which as we're witnessing in you know the, these uh, election campaigning days in our country, all the promises or definitions by the leaders of what a leader should be are quite interesting, isn't it? But at the end of the day, um, does the leader have the kind of uh, support? Um, to make the kinds of decisions that uh, makes their organization succeed or makes the country thrive or makes your family healthy, right? All, all these contexts are, is the support structures around uh, those individuals. If you don't have that support, a coach could help you. So, a, so, so in other words, a great politician or a great uh, corporate executive um, they're going to probably have a group of men and women around them that they trust, yep. who listen to them, yep. and who probably from time to time tell them they're full of it in one way or another yeah. and say, no, you know what, actually you're wrong about that. But maybe they don't say it that way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, they... they, they you know, uh, I'll never forget watching... A, a, so a big, huge fan of the West Wing. Right, right? yes. And, Me too. And yeah, and 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 for a variety of reasons. But I remember an episode, and and the president uh, Martin Sheen's character Jeb Bartlett saying something about he wanted people around him that disagreed with him. But right. I, I'm not convinced that his character really did want that. Right. But as the show unfolded over the five or six or seven seasons, you saw that kind of unpacked. Right. And and his people did challenge him for the most part. Right. And they said, Well, hang on, sir, or Mr. President, what about this? And right. there would be this dialogue. Now, granted, it's TV and life doesn't work that way. Maybe the real president would have thrown <laughs> them out or fired them on the spot. Right. But but I think uh, there it sounds to me like what you're saying is great leaders have they got to have a team. Yes. Of, of people around them, yes. one or two at least. Yes. Yeah. No no leader um, there's a great um, great TED talk by uh, Ernesto Ciroli, um talking about the fact that in one person there, do, there cannot exist. It's impossible for somebody to be the CEO, the vice president, mm. the CFO, the marketing manager, the recruiting strategist. No one person has all of that. And the reality is, is that we need to build teams. A good leader builds a team that can help them uh, in terms of whatever the goal of the organization is, whatever it is, whether they sell something, promote something, um, you know, equip, equip others with something. 
everyone needs a team. I, I, th I think we're realizing that more and more. Even even the Napoleons and the Alexander the Greats mm -hmm. accomplished what they did with an army, with with generals, with you know, with captains, with breaking down their leadership into uh, a cooperative effort. So um, I think I think uh, leaders in our day need the same thing. Do you find a difference between uh, leaders in the for-profit versus leaders in the non-profit sector? And part of the reason I ask that is because of the uh, the listeners I know, I think, mm -hmm. who listen to, the, to, to, to this podcast, but also because of the work that I do. Right. You know, I work a lot with the non-profit sector, and sometimes I find, I find, right. that there is a difference. And yet, I don't know the corporate world that well anymore. It's been years since I've been a part of it. Right. Uh, are people just people? Are leaders just leaders? Are there poor leaders and good leaders, and they could be anywhere? Right. Or, or not. Well, I can I, I can tell you I can answer that from the different levels of coaching need. So business leaders usually are looking for performance coaching. They will hire a coach and say, "Help me be better." Right. Would you help me do this better? And and would it and, be a very specific task? And it could be very specific. Like, yes. would it be public speaking? Yes, or, yes, or it could be very managing a meeting, maybe or absolutely. Yeah, right, a lot okay. of a lot of coaches have a niche that they coach in, and business leaders will seek them out. Um, nonprofit leaders, um, they're yes concerned about performance, but they're also concerned about the moral effort that they're exerting mm -hmm. in the help of humankind. Right, and in that sense, I think that not only are they looking for performance coaching, they're looking for uh, sometimes what we call life purpose coaching, hmm. or um, you know, uh, a, a deeper conversation about self awareness and meaning, and gaining more understanding about who they are or their organization is, so that the increased knowledge helps them to take responsibility and go out there and uh, do what they feel they need to do. So I think uh, that's certainly, at Leadership Coaching Canada, we do a lot of that kind of coaching. Uh, we don't necessarily do uh, a whole lot of performance coaching, although it always mixes in there. But I find a lot of leaders are just really need to sometimes figure out what their values are. Right. And we'll coach leaders to discover those, right? Well, because... Um, I find that the really great leaders can ra uh, ramble off their values very quickly, and they can tell you what they're doing to uh, carry on their values in their life, right? Good leaders do that. Uh, so I, I find that uh, there certainly there is that difference out there. Um, and I would say probably a whole lot more performance coaching in the business world and a whole lot more life purpose coaching in the nonprofit simply because of the nature of helping other human beings. What about contradiction? What about paradox? You know, leaders who, who are great leaders uh, 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 on, in the field right. or great leaders in the office, right. but not so great at home or not so great at Cub Scouts right. or at the local uh, rotary or right. at the church. Is that, I mean, do, does, is it all part of the same thing or is, are there, I mean, I think, you know, having studied philosophy for years and mm -hmm. so on, you go, we're full of paradox. We're, mm -hmm. we're just walking contradictions, most of us, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. um, and I think what, what I'd like to see is, I think, I think a good leader should be more authentic. I've often said, mm -hmm. Luch, that, you know, good politician, if, if one of these guys would just come out and be honest yes. and actually go, you know what? I don't know. 
I really don't know. It's a mess out there, but I'm going to do my best. And here's why. And here's the team I got. And mm -hmm. here's how much money we got. We need your votes. Right. Come alongside. Very simplistic. I get that. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I think people would resonate with that. Yeah. So I don't know. I just uh, I, I'm wondering about that 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 contradiction of of the leader. Um, and is it something you know you've seen in, in your work? I, I see a variety of things. I see some leaders who have everything going right at work and a mess at home. Um, I see the opposite, everything going right at home, and it's a mess at work, right? Really, it's just a matter of where the leader has not put their attention to. Right. It's usually the thing that they're challenged with or is breaking down, and they'll connect and want somebody to help them work that through, right? That's. Yeah, I guess I, I remember playing hockey with a, a pastor's kid, and he's the one who spent more time in the penalty box than <laughs> anyone else. Right? I'll never, he took a guy out. I'm sure I've talked about this because uh, I have interviewed pastors before on the podcast, but, but I remember, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but, but I remember him checking somebody into the board, right. which, and it was non contact, A, right. and B, broke the guy's stick in three places. Like, that's a serious check. The pastor's kid. There. Lo very. Loving your neighbor on the ice there, big guy. Oh, very. Yeah. Very. Yeah. Some, uh, some deep seated, uh, <laughs> Um, you know, resentment, I guess. I don't know. So, so, what, so, so the leader who's having issues, the leader who needs guidance, coaching, et cetera, is it six, is it six sessions with a guy like you? Is it three? Is it, is it, is this, is this the kind of thing that, that you're, you're working, mm -hmm. you know, are you going to therapy for, 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 you know, like cognitive based therapy, for instance, right. they'll say to you, you come for eight sessions and then you're done. Right. In fact, I think you actually sign a contract in some cases where you say, right. I'm coming for eight and after eight, I'm done. Right. right. There's this. You got to take ownership here. Right. Yeah. There are there are different levels of of how people connect with us. Uh, some of them are as needed coaching. So whenever whenever they need somebody, um, you know, they can call us. Um, you know, we have people who connect with us once a month, uh, and they just do that indefinitely. They just really feel the benefit of having somebody like that just there so they can talk to. Um, others are, some of this we package, um, you know, we do life purpose discovery and life purpose statements. Uh, so something like that usually takes about six sessions to work through from beginning to end. Just understanding um, really the basis of all of that is coming to the point of saying, because of who I am, here's how I want to pour out my life. That becomes the structure of, of a life purpose statement that then gives a leader the kind of clarity so that they can know what to say no to and what to say yes to. I find a lot of leaders who do that kind of coaching find that very freeing. So they have actually a rationale. I have a statement that I can measure every opportunity against so that I can uh, really do the thing that I'm meant to do rather than, like a lot of leaders do, is, is the bidding of others, right? They, they're, they're, they're caught and they're really trying to figure out how do I progress in my life so I do some of the things I've always wanted to do and we have coaches that connect with that we do transitional coaching so people who are here's what we usually say before you actually make a transition do yourself a favor and talk to a coach hmm. and just get the clarity you need before you do that transition because too often uh, leaders will connect with us after right. they've resigned and they're in limbo land. Sure. And sure, that's yeah. a hard place to be. Yeah. And I think a lot of leaders would benefit a whole lot, even for one or two sessions with a coach, 
to get clarity before they hand in the resignation letter or before they quit. Um, because I find that you need a plan. You need a plan of what's next. And uh, a coach can really help you with that. And we've helped a lot of leaders. It's a lot of trust here, it seems to me. I mean, how do you develop that yeah. when, you know, you get a call and somebody says, I've got this life thing coming up. I'm, right. I lead an organization of X amount of people with this budget. It's a big deal. I'm not sure where I'm going. I mean, right. how do you just step into that? Yeah, um, it's uh, through conversation. You would just build the relationship as we go on. Usually the first conversation is, tell me your story. And it's an hour of the leader just telling me what's going on. And then me uh, suggesting some rails we could run on and how I could help them tackle that. And um, that immediately, I find, I find that we also offer our own level of authenticity, share our own stories, mm. um, which really creates and accelerates the conversation and the relationship. So um, coaches do learn how to manage a relationship. But uh, I mean, here's the things we ensure: we ensure confidentiality. Right. We ensure that we will cheer them on, whatever their goal or their motivation is. We will listen objectively. We will offer various perspectives. Uh, we will help them with new thinking, right? All those things are there to offer. And usually if somebody is kind of waffling in that first session and saying, well, I don't know, right? Usually my answer is how much would it cost you in the next little while to not have a coach walk you through this? Mm -hmm. What would that cost you mm -hmm. as compared to what it would cost you to let us come alongside you and get the kind of clarity mm -hmm. you need? Mm -hmm. How much is that worth to you? That's usually uh, you know, where we're coming from with all of this. So we got to wrap up in a couple of minutes here, but I, I would love to, to ask you about, I mean, I, my thinking, the work that I do, the teaching, et cetera, mm -hmm. you know, uh, social change incrementalism, mm -hmm. little things making a big difference. Yep. As a coach, you must believe in change of one kind or another. Absolutely, yes. Change is important. Um, change is usually what's needed for us to go from where we are to the next step. So our level of adaptability. What is the characteristic of leaders who have longevity in their organizations. It's their ability to adapt and to change to the changing character of their organizations, right? Um, I, I see it, I, again, I work with a lot of ministry leaders, so I see it in ministry leaders who have planted their own church and started it from scratch. And then three years later, they have, you know, 400 people and they can't operate anymore like they did when mm -hmm. they did the startup. They have mm -hmm. to actually mm -hmm. reinvent themselves mm -hmm. and become a different leader for that time. Well, the leaders who have longevity are the ones who are able to change and adapt. And I think that anyone is capable of it. It's just having the kind of structures around you that support you along the way. And uh, people need coaches for very different reasons. Some who are really uh, have the gift of just figuring out things structurally, just really need somebody to bounce how they're feeling about all this with, right? Uh, others, it's the opposite. Others have a real handle on how they feel about it, but they just need help in building the structure to get there. So whatever it is, 
So here's the beauty about a coach. He or she does not have to be the expert of what you're dealing with because the client is the expert. The coach comes in and what do they offer? Objectivity, structure, um, support. Listening skills. Accountability. Accountability, yeah. yeah. Uh, and we do accountability different in coaching. Accountability isn't, you know, like we learned in high school from our gym teachers, right? Like, you're going to do this, and mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you next mm-hmm. week how mm-hmm. many you did. No, in, from a coaching perspective, the client crafts the accountability they want, the kind of accountability they are, want somebody to, to, to hold them accountable to. So as that client crafts it, then they empower the coach to say, would you ask me right. next week what right. I did? Right. So that then that client is not uh, obsessing over, you know, that coach coming and pointing their finger next week and said, did you do what I said? No. The coach is going to say, how is it going? You asked me to ask you this, and I asked it. Well, that just changes the anxiety of it all, right? Well, it's kind of like like the person trying to quit smoking, in Mm -hmm. a sense. You hold me accountable, but in truth, I don't actually want you to call me. Yeah. Right. So there's got to be a sense of that as well. So to me, I mean, I, you know, I love what you're doing and what you're talking about. And it really does to me sound like everybody needs a coach of one kind or another. Mm -hmm. But it sounds like you're just kind of helping people recognize their own uh, ability or their own. uh, It's about self-awareness, Luch, on some level. Yes, absolutely. What it sounds like a coach is going to help me. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're you know what? You're right. Yep. After all, maybe it's that's a massive oversimplification, right. but on some level, it's it's all like you said. There's no other expert but the person you're working with, yeah. which I think is a it, really it, interesting insight. If you want to put it into those structures, then coaching is basically a coach asking the questions that surfaces the self awareness, mm-hmm. so that when it hits a peak, the coach says to the client, "What do you want to do about it?" Right, and the client moves over to responsibility, and the coach helps the client craft the responsibility they want to take over that self awareness. That's coaching in a nutshell, really. Luciano? Luciano. Luciano Lombardi. Luci Lombardi, author of Coaching Changes Everything. Uh, Get yourself a copy. He's a coach. He's a trainer. Uh, He's a guy who knows a lot about leadership. And you can check them out online at leadershipcoachingcanada.com. Thanks for uh, joining us today, Luci. Really appreciate having you with us. Thank you. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher, because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait, is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.